welcome to the Great British Motocross Podcast from MX Vice. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Rumbold, here with my regular colleague, Bradley Wheeler. And uh, yeah, we are joined this week by Cap Screen's present Yamaha rider, Jamie Carpenter. So welcome, Jamie. Good to have you here with us, sir. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Yeah, so we'll uh, get speaking to Jamie very soon. Uh, this is going by video uh, recording, so it will be out on a video uh, on the YouTube channel as well as by audio podcast. So yeah, that's uh, that's why there's no fancy graphics or video or stuff to show you because then the people on podcast would just miss out. So yeah, from that side, uh, this uh, podcast is brought to you by AS3 Performance, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts from hardwearing protection uh, parts, including skid plates and radiator braces to performance cooling parts, including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits as3 also has a huge range of brake clutch and gear levers all with different features and adjustability check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk uh, we're also getting help this year from karasaki motors uk so thank you to them uh, they are pleased to announce the arrival of the new klx 140r range the easiest to ride klx 140r lineup offers a 144 cc engine plush suspension and push button electric start making for great trailblazers the KLX 140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from juniors, first tensive steps, to pushing the door wide open on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX 140R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. Uh, we are, as always, as well, fueled by Gulf Race Fuels and fully supported by Evenstrokes.com. Uh, you can grab your stuff uh, from Evenstrokes, and that also goes towards supporting the MX Vice effort. Uh, and then you can see my colleague, if you can see it on the video, uh, Brad, what do they do? Uh, if you use the code at BradWheeler10 at checkout, save yourself 10% off, get yourself one of these even strokes bottles, put your armour in the bottle, and uh, away you go. Yeah, nice BradWheeler10 at checkout, and you'll get 10% off. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, Jamie, so you've had uh, a day out practicing, we believe. You're saying you're near Coventry way, yeah? Yeah, just um, getting another bike running for that I'm supposed to be racing this weekend. It's all been a bit um, quite late with the all-new Yamaha YZF450 23 model. Yeah, re- really liking it. Just still sorting out a few things going into the season. Yeah, they've done an awful lot to the bike, haven't they? We've heard from America that uh, Tomac only signed on to ride this year after he tried it and then was straight away good to go with it. So if you've got a good version of that bike, how, how close do you think it is to, to those guys? Well, no, it's, it's pretty much Hallstone. I raced a completely standard bike, just had a pipe on it. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's night and day difference to the 22 bike. It's, it's like a complete, it's like jumping on a different brand of bike. So wow. yeah, yeah, re- really enjoying it so far. Just hopefully we get some more aftermarket parts and we can progress over the next few weeks as the season starts. Yeah, nice one. So, um, Hawkston, sorry, go on in, Brad. Yeah, go on. I was going to say, you're, you're new to the, the cab screen Yamaha team. Um, did you did you do much riding on the 2022 model before obviously you got you obviously got the 23 not long before Hawkstone did you do much riding on the 22 yeah I've done way more riding on the 22 than the 23 I had a 22 like all all winter until um, like in January I got one of the X Yamaha like pro tour bikes that had already done about 15 hours that's what we could first get our hands on um, but even, even then I was still the plan was to start the season on the 22s um, we had a few of them and then literally the week before Hawkstone so another couple of bikes turned up and we were like right we'll, we'll make the call and I was kind of whereas my first year in MX1 and expectations a little bit different I kind of almost thought it was where I preferred the 23 it was almost a bit of a step back racing it like with no aftermarket parts but I thought a couple of rounds into the year I'd be like making more progress if I'd have just got on the 23 straight away 
Yeah, you've got a pretty packed calendar, haven't you? Because uh, obviously straight away you're into the first uh, round of both the Michelin Nationals and the Revo uh, British Championship as well. So, uh, and then it's uh, yeah carrying on quite quite a few rounds there before the um, a couple of months. So there isn't really much of a break for you to to make the adjustment there, is there really? Yeah, ex- exactly. Again, I didn't really want to be making the adjustment in between races. So I thought even if it's a little bit of a step back for the first couple of races, it will probably be a two steps forward in middle of the season. Have you, um, obviously, the MX Nationals and the, the British the Revo British Championship are your two main um, championships. Have you, have you signed up to do anything else, or is it just going to be like a sprinkle of this and that, whatever fits in the range of the British and the MX Nationals? Yeah, um, my contract with the team is to do British MX Nationals. Um, anything other than that is just if I feel like it, really. If, if it's good preparation, whether it's just extra racing on the 450 or if it's a good track in preparation for the other rounds, yeah, just as, as and when, we'll see what, what fits in. I'll do a few one-off events like the Patchwork and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. Nice one, and uh, obviously you've got the new uh, the new circuit coming in. Have you have you seen much about that? Obviously, no one's been on it yet because they're still building it. So, uh, what's uh, what have you seen much of that? And what have you yeah, watched? I got sent a video about an hour ago, and it's uh, it's wet, <laughs> very wet. So we'll yeah. we'll see see. Is that from today? Is it? Days. Yeah, somebody walking a track in wellies this afternoon, and it's pretty underwater. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; it looks like a great track, but yeah, we'll just see see what the weather does this week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was lucky enough to film a little video down there for uh, for the MS Nationals guys because I should be on the commentary this weekend. And um, yeah, they were like, uh, yeah, I mean, in between the trees there, there were there were patches that were underwater, but that's before anything had been on it. So uh, yeah, yeah. Have you been much um, on the sort of sand and things like that to try and prep for that? Yes. Yeah, well, we, we we struggle a little bit in the UK with deep sand for practicing. We've had a few tracks that we race on. So uh, yeah, over the weekend I went over to Belgium for two days. Yeah, just to get some real deep deep sand practicing. Um, yeah, we're unknown until we turn up. They say it's deep sand, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll be rough. Nevertheless, the MX Nationals have quite a lot of classes and different levels of riders, which usually makes the tr- track quite interesting and rough. Yeah. Do you find it cuts up different then to the Revo boys? Yeah, d- definitely. Um, just You just got more racing and different levels of riders. Like Fat Cats last year was was a different type of rough. You just almost got little bumps within the big bumps and it like doesn't flow. It's just awkward, but... But, yeah, it's the same for everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Brad, go for it. Oh, um, yeah. So, obviously, yeah, new track for everyone. No one's ridden it before. Is that... Do you prefer going to tracks like that where, like, it's a completely level playing field rather than going places like Fat Cat where, like, it's pretty much open all week, all year? Um, yeah, are you, are you a fan of racing on non-practice tracks more than practice tracks? Yeah, def- definitely non-practice tracks, especially where I live. We don't have that many tracks that there's there's races on down there, so I wouldn't say I do as much practice on the race tracks as say some locals do up north. Um, yeah, but it definitely just le- levels out the playing field. I think. Do you think? Um, obviously, they're they're down there now building the track. It, they're saying it's like a Dutch track. Would, do you think it's be better to leave it? just relatively flat rather than sort of filling it with jumps and trying to make it look good uh, are they better off just sort of leaving it sort of relatively simple and letting it cut up naturally 
yeah, yeah, all, all, all depends on the, the weather, really. Um, and the, yeah, it, 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 I mean, they've had a short time space to do it. Like the um, last round at Oxford last year was a great track, but um, mm. it was literally built, I think, five days before the race. And a couple of the jumps at the end of the day, like the take, they kind of fell apart. But that's not that's nothing that else they could do. It just needed more time to set in. Um, so yeah, it, it depends really. Yeah, yeah, Oxford was a much drier spell leading up to that, wasn't it? I think uh, Jeff was commentating on the, uh, on the on the event there and said, yeah, that it was it was just so dry that it was difficult to get it to pack together. Yeah, the, the actual layout was like really good. It flowed and it was like technical in the right ways, but it's almost just some bit like say where it was dry, some bits like crumbled away that they couldn't they yeah. couldn't really help. You've um, did you spent quite a lot of time over in Belgium and Holland, didn't you? Sort of in your like younger years, like eighty five times sort of 85 65 yeah used to go back over when i was on a bigger 85 and a 125 a bit um yeah doing some dutch championship races it was yeah re- really good um like yeah you can just, i felt like you could learn a lot more over there um and then didn't didn't really go back for a few years after that from like 2012 to to like 19 and then um yeah i went and did dutch championship 19 on a 250 for a full year so that was that was interesting and quite good to do so, they, so Dutch um, Championship proper, wow, proper. Yeah. Do they do they ride the track differently? As like obviously we don't have many deep sand tracks over here. I mean, the, the practice track on Fat Cat is the, like the first one that springs to mind for actually being relatively deep. But do they do they just ride the tracks different over there, or, or is it just the layouts are different, so it just allows them to? Yeah, I'd say different. I'd say the layouts different. I wouldn't say ride it much different. Um, they just have different uh, ways in preparation. Just yeah, more tracks. A lot of their tracks get left rough for practicing, which we don't get in the UK on public days, and um, no sessions, so they can do yeah as much as what they want. We're over here. We're limited on public days. It's normally fifteen sessions, but uh, fifteen minute sessions. But then say this weekend, I've got two thirty minute races, which you can't really replicate on a public day. So you yeah. really need to be able to get on private eyes to do the right training. Yeah, I saw on uh, on uh, Tommy Searle's video that uh, a couple of weeks ago that you, you went around a, a track local to us, uh, Bromsborough. Um, where, whereabouts are you? Sorry, Jamie, you said you uh, Bournemouth Bournemouth down south. Oh, right down south. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah cool, nice one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Tommy was riding around Bromsborough, which is uh, sort of yeah, it's, it's sort of partially sandy but quite hilly. So uh, yeah, I thought that would be good preparation. So is that where they're sort of hiring the circuits, and, and that's something that um, so, say he does and you don't, or at the, the yeah. A, a little bit a fair few groups I, I train with the RMJ Academy and when there's a group of us we, we managed to get quite a few good private hires um, and then other than that I'd say it's just who you know where Tommy's got a lot of people he knows connections to yeah, ride on private tracks Nice. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the nearest track to you then? Like Bear Regis, I guess. Yeah, Bear, Bear Regis, the mighty Rogers Hill. A lot, a lot of people uh, kind of <laughs> don't don't like it, but I'd say it's it's actually sometime in the summer where it's that hard pack. It's that sketchy that um, yeah, if you can get comfortable going fast around there, wherever else you go seems easy. Yeah, <laughs> not so good practice for Oak Hanger though, I'd imagine. No, no, <laughs> for Fox Hills it's all right, and that's about it. Saying, yeah, that that explains your a Fox Hill win last year then was that uh, yeah, the, yeah. The sort of yeah I, was, I was down there the week before before Fox Hills last year <laughs> nice <laughs> that paid off so speak speak to Fox Hill obviously your teammate Sam has, uh, has done the Vets Nations thing are you getting involved with that this year uh, not sure to be honest I don't have a bike at the moment unless, unless there's a bike out there to get involved maybe we'll see <laughs> I'm sure Doc Wop's got some uh, spare yams going surely <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> 
Yeah, if you've got a spare 20 grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most expensive 20 year old bikes you could buy. <laughs> yeah. Is there, a, is there a track you're looking forward to this, like on the MX Nationals or the, or the British calendar? Um, I don't know really. It's, it's most of them of the same tracks. Um, we're looking forward to this weekend. Um, probably be looking forward to it more if it was drier. But um, mm. yeah, get stuck in nevertheless. Yeah, it's definitely going to be for the hardcore, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, it is. It is definitely that deep sand. I can tell you for sure. I haven't walked around it. It's it's as deep as as anything I've seen in this country. And uh, and yeah, with it, the it, weather, it's going to be tough. So it looks a bit, yeah, it looks a bit similar to. I know you say Rogers Hill's my local track. It's not. Um, Matcham's Park is actually mm. my local. Except wow. I only live about a mile down the road in the forest. So nice. yeah, if if that was open, I'd love to be love to be going there. So yeah, Oak Hang is pretty similar in the trees, sandy. Um, yeah, so looking forward to. Yeah, so it's going to be a good one, I think. And um, yeah, I think it should probably suit your style the way you sort of tend to sort of grind out the results there as, uh, as it seems to have been the last couple of years. I mean, uh, just to take it back, obviously, we're going to the Michelin Nationals. You you, had, you won the championship in the MS2 class last year. Uh, quite a close battle there going on with yourself and Tom Grimshaw. Um, how were you in that championship situation? Was it a first for you? And uh, how did you deal with it? Yeah, um, I've won championships like in my youth days. It's the first yeah champ- the time I've been in that position in the pro class. Um, I kind of started the year really good at Fat Cat. I went 1-1. Um, then at the second round at Landrake, I had a crash in the first turn in the first race and uh, had quite a deep uh, cut in my arm. Um, nice. Still managed to finish the race, come from last. I didn't even realise I'd cut my arm. Uh, I came from like last to fifth. And then when I came in, yeah, the, the cut was pretty bad. I had to go to hospital straight away to have it stitched up. So I missed the race. Right. So then um, the whole rest of the year, I was kind of on catch up um, with Tom and then uh, yeah one round from the end at Hawkstone he unfortunately had a bike problem with a collision with another rider and then it just levelled it up with one round to go um, and I had a nice little cushion going into the last round and managed to do it get it done nice one good feeling yeah yeah really good yeah even so i went riding on the uh thursday before oxford and i had a i had a bike cut out a jump and um got got knocked out so that that was a close call with with oxford two, two days after but yeah yeah definitely it was a bit stressful but still managed to get the job done on the sunday crack i bet the bike got taken apart didn't it like this yeah <laughs> l- l- luckily I, n- I never had to ride that bike again that was the end of the season <laughs> an old practice bike <laughs> Bit that one off. Yeah, I didn't want to risk it. Yikes. You ever had one go like that, Brad? I've never had one cut out like that. I mean, touch wood. I've never had one go like, on a jump. Uh, yeah, I had, yeah, I had a nice pretty um, cut on my face. Um, yeah, when I went to the track, everybody thought I'd been in a fight in the week, but it was just a crash. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Nice. How, um, when did the whole sort of cab screen thing come about like when you started talking to Lee and everyone in the team when did when did the chat start um, well I um, two years ago 2021 I rode for Crescent um, Yamaha they're only like five ten minutes down the road from me um, yeah and then um, that was kind of more of a privateer thing. I was getting a bit a bit of backing from Crescent, a bit of budget from Yamaha UK with bikes and spares, um, but it was really doing everything myself. It was, yeah, pretty hectic. Um, and then, yeah, literally last summer, I've kept in contact with Paul Denning, the owner of Crescent, um, seen him down the local trap there, Regis. We've been chatting a bit and he'd seeing what I had planned and I was speaking to them what they, about what they had planned. Um, yeah, and then in the meantime, chatted with Lee a bit and kind of, yeah, pieced, pieced together a deal that worked for everyone in the meantime. 
Nice one. Good stuff. And uh, yeah, say you've had a, a good winter there going up from MX2 to MX1. Have you ridden a 450 much before in the past or was it a, a major difference for you and, and how did it affect your training and stuff? Uh, not not much on riding on the 450 before, to be honest. I had a go on one or two here and there. I had a 350 for practicing the years before, um, but it never really worried me to, to make the switch. I've always kind of had that kind of style where I'm not like loose and out of control on the 250, so the 450 kind of suits me. Um, yeah, just really trying to get some hours on it over the winter. I don't think you can uh, build that strength in the gym between the 250 and the 450. It's really more about putting the hours on the bike. Yeah, fair yeah. Point. Do you do much riding with Harry at all? Or? Uh, not not too much. He he lives in Lommel in Belgium, so he's not over here that much for practicing. Um, but the week before Hawkstone, I went over there for three four days, and we did a little bit little bit of riding together. So that's yeah. about it, really. Nice. How bad was Lommel this time of year? Uh, it was actually surprisingly good then. Yeah, okay. like yeah, as Hawkstone was. Hawkstone was dusty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the bad weather's just hit now. But I think it's a bit different over there this week. I've seen a couple of videos. <laughs> Nice one. And um, speaking of going overseas there, I mean, you've done a few, I think you've done EMX before, is that right? Yeah, I've done a fair few EMX rounds, done a couple um, MX2 GPs as well. Um, but now I'm aged out of the 250 class, another reason why I've stepped up to the 450 for this year. Sure. Are we going to see you? On the horizon? Yeah. Sorry, sorry yeah, uh, poss- Possibly. It depends how this year goes with um, Matley, the British Grand Prix being the last round of the year. Potentially, if I have a good year, we might enter for that. Um, again, that's that's, that's more local for me than any other British race all year Matley it's only about 40 minutes and the team's only about 10 minutes from there as well so yeah if I have a good year we'll, we might wildcard that around yeah is it on your would you like to do it like a full season maybe not in MXGP but like the the EMX Open I don't even know if they've got more than one round well that yeah it's, it's just one round, round but... which which I plan on doing at Lommel if there was more rounds of that I'd probably commit commit to doing a few more yeah but I'm going to do mm. the one round of that at Lommel that's the plan oh cool nice yeah one. you'd be able to practice oh, yeah. that as well with Harry being local then that'd be cool yeah definitely <laughs> So you've got not much long-term ambition to go overseas, start to push towards MXGP and go in that direction, or is... is uh, yes goal, yes and no, um, unless MXGP is a little bit different, unless you're right at the top of that, then that's when you're making it. Otherwise, it's, yeah, you have to spend a lot of money. Um, for me, I, I've got more to gain by trying to um, be at the top as I can of British motocross first, um, and then the kind of path leads on from there. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no worries at all. Because they've, they've cheapened up the uh, entry fee, haven't they, this year for uh, for wild cars, especially in in home countries. So you, that, that could yeah, be I'm not too sure cars. about MXGP, the 450 class. I know MX2 oh. is cer- they've certainly dropped the price from MX2 down. I think that's the same as the MX250 now. Wow. Okay. Is, um, did you would you have had a go at the arena cross this year? Obviously, you didn't get your bikes till super late, and it was all up in the air. But had you got the bike sort of like October, November time, was that would that be something that you fancy a go at? Yeah, definitely. Potentially, maybe next year. Yeah, like like you say, it was the bikes we we got them so late. Um, and yeah, first year on the 450 probably probably wouldn't have just to get more time riding motocross on the 450. Um, but de- yeah. definitely next year. Now after I get a year on the 450. Um, yeah, I'll be interested in doing it. 
Mm. Yeah, Lee uh, Lee was with us last week. You're obviously your, your new team boss there, and uh, he was saying that it was only the bikes that, that held you guys up from, from having a go at it. And of course, there's a, a bit of healthy team championship money going on as well there, so I'm sure that's uh, yeah, attracted yeah. him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, so that, that could well be on the cards then for next year. We could see quite a few nice blue bikes up there. Yeah, for sure. We'll see how it goes. Just uh, we'll get the, cr- the nice uh, chrome number, number plates like the Irish guys had. I think that'll work quite well for you guys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, do you, are you sharing um, Brad's uh, Brad's uh, opinion of this new Yamaha that it just the front end looks PW50, or is that just such Brad? Um, with with no graphics on, definitely. Yeah, it looks a bit strange. <laughs> I mean, I, I I only had graphics on the bike for the first time for Hawkstone, so that was the first mm. look I got at it. Um, but yeah, look, it looks better now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, not even, sort of that. <laughs> it's not even the the whole front end. It's just the front number plate. Like when it's just better, just the yeah. PW50. Yeah, but, it's, it's a bit yeah. square. Mm. You need to get a red, red, red uh, background. That's what you need on it, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the same uh, same reservoir. Lee would say this. You have the same CV as, as your new teammate last year. So you're winning the Michelin Nationals title and then second in the in the in the Revo. Uh, so are you seeing yourself as as a, a real contender in in, in MH one this year? Do you think you got? Podiums, race wins in you. Is that where you're thinking? Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Really, um, where, where we're at with the bike as well. I mean, we've still got so much more room for improvement. I feel like I've got room for improvement in myself and in the bike. So, like even Hawkstone, I had a fairly good day, yeah. but I walked away from there knowing that I've got so much more. It's not like that's all I had, and that that was the result. So, yeah, I'm quite positive. Um, throughout the season, we'll be making big improvements still. Good stuff. And who are you looking to? Uh, who are you looking out for who do you think could be a problem and uh, yeah who you're not looking forward to racing with uh, pff, no one in particular really we've got, <laughs> we got we've got a good lineup this year in, especially in MX1 we've got yeah. quite a few extra uh, foreign riders jumping in so yeah I think it's probably one of the strongest MX1 lineups in, in a long time in British motocross yeah, I know we're all really looking forward to it. Can't wait to get to Hanger and uh, see how it all uh, falls into place. And then MX2, bizarrely, has got more of um, a, a sort of youthful field coming in to replace you guys. Because, I mean, I think you're, you're one of the, the, the top four that have, top four or five who aren't going to be in MX2 last year, uh, from, from last year to this year. So who can you see as, as a good contender for coming through in that class? Um, take your, take so I've place, had this so conversation with a few people. MX2, yeah, could, could be a little bit interesting. I think you've got one or two that are definitely the fastest like um, Dylan Walsh and JMT um, but yeah the same boat I was in last year I, I, w- I wasn't the quickest on a lot of days but I was always there for, for the opportunity when something would happen or yeah. yeah which I think will be the same again in MX2 you, you'll have your couple outright fastest but unless they can stay consistent somebody else will take the glory <laughs> yeah definitely that would be a lot of case of that for sure yeah good stuff Brad where you going um Obviously, uh, we've got quite a few new tracks sort of coming to fruition in the last sort of like couple of years, like mainly due to the MX Nationals, um, sort of basically just going out and trying to like just find tracks. I'm not really sure how they're doing it. Just It seems to be something to do with like army bases, <laughs> just the old <laughs> land that they, they're not being used. But um, is it... Are you a fan of like obviously the new tracks coming in, or do you prefer like the older tracks like Hawkstone, Fox Hills, um, yeah, Ling? 
No, I'm a big fan of it. There being new tracks, um, it easily gets boring doing the same tracks all the time. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Like I know, when I did the Dutch Championship, they're, they're always changing the tracks. They're not doing the same same ones. They are to a point, but there's just more options, so you don't have to do the same one all the time. Yeah. Apart from Matterly, is there is there a track that uh, yeah um, that you'd like like the British or the MS National to go to? Um, Desert Martin is probably my favourite track of all the time. Yeah, but yeah. I, know, I know a lot of riders say that. Yeah, but it is a good track. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah good answer. <laughs> well, they were teasing yeah. us for some time there with the TBA right slap back and bang in the middle of the calendar, and there were lots of speculation that it could be Desert Martin. Uh, I think in the end it turned out to be Hawkstone, and then going right up to Schoolhouse. Um, Schoolhouse is not new, is it? That's been running for a few years, isn't it? Have you been there? No, I've I've never been there before. It's quite quite far for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, looks pretty good though from some pictures. I've seen. Cool, good stuff. Brad, Brad you're in it. Sam, I've never even heard of it, Ben. It looks, it looks more like mud with a, with a bit of wood chip in it. <laughs> oh, right. Where is it? Up north somewhere. Like Newcastle, I think. Yeah, it's it's oh, right, right up. Yeah, Newcastle, uh, even further up than Whitby. So um, yeah, because uh, I think um, yeah, there were some certain factions there weren't so keen on Whitby. So uh, sadly, it, uh, it did get dropped. I quite liked it when I went over there last year to commentate and. Um, you had a decent day there, didn't you, Whitby? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Whitby last year. It, don't get me wrong, it was incredibly hard to pass. Um, yeah. I think the weather didn't help where it was wet wet all day and it kind of created one dry line that it all funneled down to. But yeah, yeah I still had a good day and managed to get on the podium. Yeah, it was a good one, that. I do remember that one. Have you, um, has anyone heard anything more on the on the Thorsway track? Guy Martin obviously took over and had it all rebuilt and it looked like it was ready to go and there was rumours that it was they were going to hold a British Championship round there or even the GP and it just seems to have died. Uh, yeah, I'm not there. sure. The, the only thing I've heard, it's funny you should mention Whitby, I know I know uh, quite a few riders went and practised on it on the Saturday before Whitby, like on the way there, but other, other than yeah. that, I've not, not heard anything. But I don't think there's any parking or paddock there to be able to have a race. It's just literally uh, the track. The track. Uh, um, and I don't know, I think they're limited on the days they can use it or something like that. That's, that's yeah. weird because they, they were really grooming that and, and really yeah um, they pumped, mm. pumped a lot into it yeah hyping it up yeah yeah it's weird and it's falling apart bizarre is this, this is this year the this must be a year that's had the most new tracks in the calendar with Oak Hanger uh, are they going to Monster Mountain or is that just the MX Nationals uh, it's just the Michelin Nationals are going to uh, Monster Mountain yeah and then um, yeah obviously they're both going to Oxford uh, which is mm. yeah <laughs> one one big weekend use and that's that's it so far um, yeah uh, so yeah there's the MOD land uh, there is there is something else apparently that, that might well be available and I've not been given details of that but they, they're telling me that if Oak Hanger is well goes well and it's treated right uh, then uh, yeah there could well be a, uh, one or two more uh, new circuits coming out of that so um, and all in, all in your neck of the woods Jamie so that could be quite handy yeah yeah. No, it's nice to have a local there's not too many local races for me <laughs> yeah I think it's, I think it's good I mean people I mean obviously people like the classics like kind of the Heights and Ling but it's just nice to go, get away from places like Fat Cat and 
Yeah, like, well, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like just didn't want to slag off any tracks, but you've, no, you've said it for me. Yeah, Brad, Bradley, Bradley is great for slagging off <laughs> yeah, any track yeah. he doesn't like. <laughs> it's just having those two or three extra new ones just to replace those two yeah. th- those couple that you didn't ideally want to go to. So would you, yeah. uh, were you pleased that it wasn't Preston Docks, that it was Okanger? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, more for the more for the drive than anything. You can, but you can say it's because of location, if you like. Uh, I was up there on Tuesday, actually. So yeah, sure. that's the that's the first time I've been there for six, seven years, something like that. Yeah, um, did, did, yeah. Did make quite a few changes. Yeah, well, I, I, the track I rode, I don't think it's necessarily a race track. The old track was still there, and then the track I rode, it was just like a field. Like, they right. built like this deep sand track in a field. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. It, it was it was really rough left from the weekend. Um, but yeah, it's probably one of the only deep sand practice tracks to go and ride. Yeah, nice. I know that the Chambers Husqvarna guys were up there today as well, apparently. Are they gas gas now, aren't they? Sorry, yeah, the, the Chambers yeah. team. I think they're a mix, mixture, actually. Some of them are on gas gas, yeah. some of them are on husky. Just all black. Yeah, I'm looking, for, I'm looking yeah. forward to getting that one wrong as a commentator all year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the, the 250s, the 250s are Huskies, I think. Right. And the fourth is the gas gases, although I think Glen McCormack might be on a husky. So I've already messed up the Hulkston report then because I said Chambers gas gas all the way through. Never mind. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go badger the team on uh, on Saturday at the Nationals, just double check that, make my notes complete. That'd be spot on. <laughs> Don't want any more confusion. So is this your first Japanese machine? Jamie, no, no, I was on the Yam- Yamaha 250 oh, yeah, in year 21, and then I'd previously done a little bit on Kawasaki on a Honda on a 250, so yeah, not too unfamiliar. Nice one. Was, nice it, was it a big change jumping from a... Uh like from the Austrian to the Yam especially being a 250 to a 450 uh, especially to the 22 bike yeah the, the 22 450 is like it's like a tank to ride it's wide and heavy don't get it wrong it's fast it still handles pretty good um, but yeah those are the two biggest advantages with the 23 um, I think it's like three kilos lighter and it's a lot wow, skinnier yeah. skinnier to ride so not much of a difference then from the 250 then no I would say it's more like riding a 250 compared to the 22 model Awesome. Fine, good stuff. And uh, yeah, Hawkstone, so just just break it down into to what happened there for you. I mean, um, obviously you managed to avoid some issues that your, your teammate had, but uh, how would you evaluate Hawkstone for yourself? How do you think, uh, how did you feel coming away from there? Um, I showed showed some good pace in qualifying. There's a bit of confusion whether it was five or ten minutes free practice. It kept changing. It was ten minutes, and then I went out, and after two laps, I heard a bike rev, and I thought, that doesn't sound right. Look, look, looked up, and the T-ball was up. Um, right. Yeah. Put in held up by by Jeffrey, um, but I don't I don't think he think it uh, think the time practice had started yet. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good time. I think I was eighth eighth MX one, which was good. I think I was probably I think I was first or second out, like the British Championship riders doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the races I had two pretty uh, pretty good starts, um, and then the first race I was good for between 10 and 15 minutes and then the, I was in the top 10 and then the arm pump locked in and then it was just survival <laughs> after that for the first race <laughs> yeah and then the second race was yeah. pretty similar I had another good start but I managed to not get the arm pump and last, last a bit longer more like 20 minutes um, but yeah I'll just build into that I never usually um, start start the first couple of races off with a, with a bang I usually build into it so I expect a lot more mm. yeah that, that hill on a 450 with arm pump is absolute murder <laughs> 
I don't know how, but in the corner before, I was trying to like double some bumps and two laps in a row, I hit neutral before Ooh. even going up the hill. So, yeah, not, not my <laughs> finest of moments. <laughs> That could have cost you some pain as well as uh, as well as speed then. Fair play. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. But there, I managed to get up there for the uh, the, the second race. It was right at the very top. Uh, managed to get a video on MX Vice's uh, socials for that. And uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, you nearly took my nose off. And there's a couple of people that were getting a bit close to the camera. So yeah, I had to back off a bit. But uh, pretty awesome feeling. M- many other feelings like that. Yeah, no, it was it was great. It's it's probably the fastest I've ever been at Orkstone Hill. Not just well, yeah, first time there on a four fifty. Um, but I've never seen the hill prep so well and dry Mm. so yeah yeah it was a lot faster up there than usual I didn't actually go right to the top was it still like really hard along the top yeah the top's always like a bit of a a bit of a goat track that top straight and I don't think there's much they can do to it getting a machine up there <laughs> they went yeah, higher with the digger enough. than they, I think I've seen them before. So uh, yeah, yeah, they did they did get as far as they could, but uh, that's proper old school work across up there, isn't it? It's good, it's good work. Yeah, I yeah, I can't believe it wasn't in the calendar last year. To be fair, hope so. Uh, I think it was. I think it was down to the cost, wasn't it? I think it does cost a fair bit to do that, um, and I think the Michelin Nationals guys had to get involved to suss out the uh, the contract with the British Championship. So yeah, it's good that both championships are going back there because yeah, it is. Yeah, it was in the MX Nationals last year. We had a round there. Yeah, just not just not the British. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there was a, there was a uh, big big crash in the 250 race. If I remember rightly, two guys collided. I can't remember who it was now. But uh, yeah, I sure. do remember watching that. Yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, so and and, and so that the, the actual international circuit was um, uh, conditions were similar to that one. They people were saying there's more much more like summer there this year. Yeah, yeah, it, it didn't feel like Allstone International this year for, for, <laughs> for February. It's um, exactly but, what Martin Barr said. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's uh, going to be a complete change of scenery this week. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Did you, you, did you ride it much? Yeah, sorry. Did you ride Hawkstone before, like when they had the really long start straight where it just kept going on and on and then? Yeah, on only again. as a kid, like I think maybe like twice on like a small 85, something like that. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. it used to be known for starting right on the outside, but ever since they swapped it yeah. to 180, it doesn't really come from there anymore. No. Yes, less, uh, yeah, less open, I think isn't it? You used to be able to. Um, I think you, if you started on the outside, you used to be able to get up on the on the sand, didn't you? Like off the concrete. Yeah, I mean, it, used to, it basically <laughs> wasn't it wasn't a corner, was it? It was just you could straight line it from the outside. Yeah. And shut off. <laughs> yeah, but obviously they've got the, the grid down there now as well. Yeah. Having the concrete, do you like the grid? Uh, yeah. Apart, apart from the ones that are at Orkstone, they, they weren't the normal ones. <laughs> no, actually, they weren't, were they? No, I actually nah. know the guy, a guy who makes them. I've got one myself. Yeah. If I if I'd have known that they were left there, I could have done some practice on one. Yeah. yeah it's only only just down the uh, the road from me. A welder makes them. Yeah. Um, Killing yeah. engine, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were just. Um, I think, I think if, you, if you if you knew that that was going to be it, you kind of prepare for them. But they were a little bit slippery compared to the normal ones. Yeah. Jay I think caught Jeffrey the, um, so bad, like real bad. Yeah, that's the national one. But they're directional. Yeah, like oh. they they can only go one way, but they don't they don't worry about that. They just shut no, them down. Just and I think Jeff, I think Jeffrey had one that was going the other way, and you just don't. It like goes from pure grit to like starting on ice. 
Yeah, because yeah, that's what it was. That video of Hurlings from the back, and he just spun. Just, yeah. just didn't move. And it was like, whoa, well, like a, he's missed a gear. Yeah, there is a little... Like, usually, the, if the, the weld is at the front, then it's around the right way. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, you, how you tell. <laughs> After doing the service nationals for a few years, you pick up on yeah, the little Yeah, it's got some experience. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd have, I'd have beat Jeffrey at the start, no problem. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be nice. Well, I think yeah. every, every, everybody did in the first yeah. race. Yeah, they did. They yeah, did. Right did. So that's it then, Jamie. You've got to just look for the world at the front of the gate then and you, you know that you've got it. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I'll be on them again, those grids this year. <laughs> yeah, I can't see anyone else fancying picking them up after uh, after Jeffrey's experiences. But uh, what was it like with him coming back uh, through, through the pack? Did you uh, get much hassle from him as he came back through? No, not really. Just just another rider. That, that that was at the point I had the arm pump had kicked in about 15 minutes in. There was a train come through. Right. I, yeah, I was just trying to survive. <laughs> yeah, Dickinson, uh, Ashton Dickinson said to me that like if he hadn't had the arm pump, I'm sure he would have held uh, Hurling's back. So I'm sure he got the same yeah. feeling, yeah? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was the normal Jeffrey, was it? Uh, he wasn't 100% speed-wise. No. So, yeah, it was nothing crazy. No, for sure. Um, slightly off topic, but uh, obviously Michelin National is not the only series that's starting this weekend. Uh, the big uh, big race, obviously, down in Argentina. Got any uh, favourite picks? Anybody you uh, you fancy? Anybody you, that, that you saw practising at, uh, at Lommel that you thought looked pretty tasty? Um, looking at the pre-season races, not not being biased, I'd probably have to say that the uh, Yamaha boys, they had a clean sweep mm. of the uh, Italian and Hawkstone with the yeah, Sewer, uh, Renault and Coldenoff. They're looking pretty good on the new bike. Yeah, for sure. And they've had, yeah. they've had theirs a lot longer than you, haven't they? Yeah, I think even even for the factory team, it was quite late. I think they they, they weren't on one until uh, November. And they, I know they were struggling for parts at the time. Like it's, I remember seeing them, they were out on standard bikes in November and December still, which is not normal oh. for, a fa- for a factory team. Mm. No. Okay, so you're yeah. fancying that in MXGP. How about MX2? Um, not too sure, to be honest. I think I think everybody would be expecting Gitz, um, where he's been there. Um, Ben Stamp was quite good last year when he came back from injury. Um, yeah, there's, there's a, the MX2 should be interesting. There's a few few newer people with with good speed. The, the Cohen brothers. Um, yeah, Adamo looks quite good. So yeah, we'll see. I think he's a bit more open. One of them's out though, isn't it? Aren't they? Is it yeah, the the KTM younger. One. One. Oh, I say the younger one, the smaller one. Yeah, the KTM guy. <laughs> Yeah, Sasha. Yeah. Sasha's uh, yeah, Sasha's got um, uh, got uh, an elbow injury, so yeah, he's going to mm. have to have uh, surgery for that, which is uh, a bit of a shame. And um, yeah, yeah, we had all the press releases today. That was a busy old day. We had them all coming through <laughs> KTM, Yamaha, Kawasaki, and uh, and Honda all, all putting them through uh, in the, in quick succession today. So that was fun uh, getting them ready for MX Vice. But uh, I think to be fair, and uh, not not to be the bias because you got a big blue bike sat behind you, but um, yeah, the Yamaha one with a sweet video. I think uh, won the uh, press release battle anyway. Oh right, that's good. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, not not no, yet. You're busy, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, got a proper. Um, yeah, I was hoping you you guys might have a similar one with the the cab screens. You know, you sort of have the camera shot where you they sort of zoom around you, you hold the stare, and any of that yeah. stuff going on? Any good promo stuff going on? 
not really. It's all it's all been so late. Like I said, the first time I saw graphics on the bike was Saturday at Hawkstone. <laughs> so yeah, part parts are starting to come through, drip drips and drabs. So yeah, we'll we'll be good. Nice one. How are you finding the team in general? The, the mechanics is the mechanic new to you? Yeah, yeah, my mechanic this year, Ollie. He's he's been really good so far. He's more of just a, a race mechanic. I kind of do all my own practicing stuff. Um, unless it's, I can pretty much do everything apart from stripping the engine on the full stroke. Um, like I service my own suspension and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, all, all's been all's been really good with the team. Um, they're pretty low to me, which is good. Um, yeah, Lee's Lee's been great sorting out all the stuff. And yeah, we're in a, we're in a pretty good place. Just um, got a bit more progression to make with the bike throughout the season. Nice one. Yeah, you're just using the standard standard suspension. Yeah, the standard suspension on the AMS re- re- really good. It's it's not much different than the, than the A kit, the factory stuff. It's more just the coatings that's different for the heat, mm. but you can get the standard stuff really good. Yeah, KYB, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think just make that behind you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like the it's more of the old like conventional like spring and oil. You haven't got, got yeah. the, the air like a lot of bikes to come with standard now. No, yeah. I, I when I got off the KTM onto a Kawasaki, it was just a, just a night and day difference. Just so yeah. much, so much better to ride. Not not KYB to show her, but yeah, still just like standard spring and oil for. Yeah. I just don't understand don't, why they keep no. trying to shove air down our throats it's just shit yeah I don't know if it's to do with the cost in production or, or I, the biggest thing is it's a lot lighter but yeah a mm. lot of people don't seem to get on with it there's not many people that, that go down that route yeah I suppose it encourages people to buy A kits and like cane yeah. valves and all the aftermarket stuff it's all yeah <clears throat> bit naughty really but <laughs> <laughs> all pretty tricky so um, all looking good then for, mm. for our Kanga and um, yeah so any sort of uh, predictions for this weekend where about you see yourself or is it still you just don't really know <laughs> I don't I don't really ever set two higher goals it's more just get stuck in and um, yeah build from there don't give up wherever I'm at and then um, yeah keep progressing and you're quite involved on the mechanical side then that's something that uh, you don't see an awful lot of riders get involved with now so you've done your own stuff for what quite some time yeah I'm pretty hands on with, with everything really with, with the riding and the bikes um, yeah I'd say it's from an early age my dad used to even like my dad used to stay when, when I was at school he'd be at work all day and if, if the bikes weren't ready and the van wasn't loaded on Friday night when he got home from work we wouldn't be going so I just had to get on with it <laughs> Nice on that. Do you think it's done you good, good uh, study in good stead though? Do you think that's helped you quite a bit with your pro stuff, with your pro career? Yeah, d- yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of uh, know what goes into it and what's, what's, um, yeah, what's on the line and, yeah, definitely. Good stuff. Look it up. Well, um, yeah. So, we, uh, looking to wish you well from that side of it. I think we're uh, pretty close to uh, coming up with the time. So, um, yeah. From that sense, we'll uh, sort of wrap things up from here. If that's uh, all right with you, then Jamie. Anything? Yeah, any no, last few no words problem. to say there? No, not too much. Just um, looking forward to get the season started and yeah, get going. Does anybody want to thank so far? Or? Yeah, but a massive thanks to the team. Um, everything's been really good so far. And um, yeah, we've done Hawkstone, which was a good first race with them. And uh, yeah, I'd like to get going with the season. 
good stuff. I, I think they're liking the fact that you were helping uh, packing up the, the stuff at the end of the day at Hawkston as well. That's, yeah, that's but when, when you when you messaged me earlier on about tonight, I did uh, have a little listen to Lee's from last week on my way home while I was driving. So, oh, I'm in the, yeah, I'm in the know. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's, that's proper professional uh, pre- preparation yeah. I like that that's good yeah. work that's good work <laughs> appreciate the listen good stuff no absolutely yeah another listen on our list which is all good yeah definitely yeah <laughs> good stuff Brad any last questions from yourself no I think so I think you've covered pretty much everything just uh, yeah see how the uh, how the first round goes this weekend isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, like you say, lots of wild cards going in, lots of changes of bikes and teams and classes. And yeah, it's always nice to get it mixed up. And um, yeah, I think the British Championship is, well, both both the Michelin Nationals and the Revo Championship are going to look uh, in a healthy condition. So yeah, a bit more unpredictable, I think. Yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. to see if there's much changes between like the MX Nationals and the British there one week after. I don't know whether they'll make any changes to the track or how, how it would develop with the different riders. Yeah, I think they are planning to switch the, the layout around. Um, right. So, yeah, I've, I've heard that, uh, yeah, Revo and um, the Revo guys have got uh, an idea with, uh, well, I, I saw a track map. I haven't seen the track, but I walked the site and uh, according to what a track map said it was going to be there, although it's a bit tricky because you're not sure if it's going to go around that hedge or if it's going to go through that alleyway or yeah. or whatever. And there's, there's some places you think, well, there's nowhere else you can go with this. But, yeah, I think certainly that uh, the Revo might have a slightly different corner layout uh, maybe towards the end of the lap as well so um, yeah it's going to be uh, intriguing to see how they mix it up but uh, that shouldn't be an issue for you should it with uh, these, this Belgian preparation of yours yeah definitely although I think I think everybody's kind of done the same thing getting prepared so yeah but there, it's the, ra- it's the racing teams? that counts yeah for sure yeah are there any teams that are like obviously in the British but not the MS Nationals is Dave Scorp's team doing the MS Nationals and the GTCI yeah. Revo team are they doing it GTCI Revo doing it. I'm not. I'm not sure if Dylan will be doing it. I know they. Uh, I think they damaged another bike on Tuesday when I was out. Um, there was rumours no. of them not doing well, it. Shocker. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going there. <laughs> no, I could I could drop Tommy in it, but I won't say too much. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> he, he, found, he found it funny, but I don't know. I wouldn't find it funny if I kept blowing bikes up like that. No, no, no. this is it. I mean, you think they they because I think uh, they weren't sure if they're going to be doing it, but uh, they they were. It was like Hawkstone. It's like if you want to get ready for the Revo Championship, which is obviously their priority with the sponsor they got. Uh, then uh, yeah, I think the main thing was to to get the the, the Michelin under their belt. So. I, I think I'm pretty sure they'll be there um, I think judging by Sean Simpson's socials I don't think he's going to be there um, yeah I, th- I don't know if there's there is a couple riders I know of that are not doing EMX Nationals and just doing the British um, yeah Ashton Dickinson is just doing the British as well yeah yeah is that a team is that a team not going or is that just Sean is Tristan going and I honestly don't know Sean had a big crash but he said he was relatively unscathed um, and then he said like yeah two weeks to the Revo so um, yeah he okay. didn't say like next week I'm at Okanger so uh, yeah. he's, he's fairly handy in sand anyway so I don't think he'd have too, ish- too many yeah. issues with uh, not riding that track the week before so yeah um, yeah I, th- I think most, um, most most of the main teams are doing the both um, yeah. I think Ashton's got uh, got eyes on an MXGP so he's going to do as many European MXGPs as he can which is why he's not committed into the Michelin Nationals but um, yeah that seems to be the main uh, crux of it is that most people are doing both uh, even if they're not doing the whole series they're certainly doing both 
to make sure they got the peb in one week for the second week. Yeah, so. yeah and I do quite a bit of riding with Ashton's teammate, Ollie Colmer, and um, he's not doing the whole MX Nationals, but he's going to do this round just in preparation to learn the trap for next weekend. So I think there'll be a few of those. Nice one. He surprised yeah. me at Hawkstone, actually. You mentioned Ollie. I thought he rode so really well at Hawkstone and it really opened my eyes. I wasn't expecting him to jump into the adult class and be that high, to be all honest, in all honesty. But yeah, pretty uh, encouraging for the youth, I thought. Yeah, I spent tw- quite a bit of time with Ollie, um, to be honest, practicing and stuff. He had quite a difficult year last year, but um, mm. yeah, he works quite hard, a lot harder than a, a lot of people think. Um, yeah, so it's good to see him get, have a solid result for his first pro race. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'll be eyes uh, on to see what he can do as well next year. So that'll be a, a good surprise package. We've, um, yeah, sorry, we said we're going to wrap it up. Let me stretch a couple of questions out. So. <laughs> sorry about that, guys. But uh, yeah, yeah, no worries. All good. So uh, just better make sure we thank our sponsors again, AS3 Performance. Uh, obviously, they stock a huge selection of aftermarket motocross parts available for the 1980s Evo two-stroke models to the current four-stroke bikes. Uh, obviously, fueled by golf race fuels across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing, and further afield, uh, the golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline uh, and again with thanks to Kawasaki Motors UK for the support and uh, go check out their KLX 140R range online for different sized bikes uh, for whichever suits you please go and check those out and of course Even Strokes don't forget to go to evenstrokes.com use Brad Wheeler 10 Wheeler 10 hang on get yourself oh. get yourself off. a funky Even Strokes bottle so, so you get the yeah. bottle and you get 10% off yeah God, you get, you get ten off the bottle. So, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So right, is yeah, that ten percent less volume as well? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's Just, uh, nice one. All right, Jamie. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Short, I'll see you Appreciate that. And uh, yeah. see you at the races. Cheers. Yeah. See you there. Thank you, everybody, for joining, yeah. uh, tuning in. And, uh, yeah, catch us next time on the Great British Motocross Podcast. Uh, next week, we have got Ben Franklin booked in. So that'll be interesting to see uh, what uh, we, what he does this weekend as well. So he will be joining us uh, next week from the Chambers team. So, yeah, we look forward to that. And uh, thank you again, Jamie. And we will see you all back at the MX Podcast next week. Cheers, guys. See you later.